Hey, everybody. Today we're talking about caring for ourselves. We're going to talk about it last time, but something came up. We needed to care for ourselves, but we're back. So here we go. Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. Hey everybody, this is Paul, and this is our second swing at this one, <laughs> but we're happy to be here with you today. And this is kind of an important topic to us because I think a lot of times we overlook some of the basics and the essentials, and to me this is one of the very basics. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed with the needs of, you know, the day-to-day, and we can just lose proper navigation. I so, do. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about taking care of ourselves. Now, for me, the per- I think the problem is I, I tend to take care of other people and forget to take care of myself. So that's a good reminder for me. I do that too. I do work and then, you know, the people at work and then making sure everybody understands and that, you know, I can help them with whatever. But I, I think we lose track of what we need to be focusing on. And sometimes we need to be a little bit selfish in doing that. So, Well, it's the thing. I don't think it is being selfish. I think you need to take care of yourself first, and then you can take care of more people that way. Because if you're not taking care of yourself first, you lose a lot of that ability to take care of people, right? Exactly. And we're going to nail that in just a few moments. But I want to start by saying, you know, a couple years ago, I found myself in a caregiver role. You know, and the primary aspect there is that it's it can be really hard and it's hard to transmit what you don't have and if our physical and mental aren't in concert with the now we can find ourselves pushing through when we're trying to provide care and you know that gift of love can become a burden for us or even a resentment and it's important that we can always give someone that feeling of dignity when they're in a scenario where they're having to lean on someone and that was you know, one of the things that kind of prompted me into wanting to do this. So, but basically in caring for ourselves in the overall picture, taking care of ourselves is something that we need to do. And and I, I do think we have to be a little bit selfish. And I don't think that's a bad word. I think, you know, it gets a bad rap sometimes. But just in regards to the fact that if we don't have homeostasis, we don't have a foundation for anyone else. I mean, a lifeguard that can't tread water doesn't have any business out there trying to save someone else from drowning because both people are going to get lost to the riptides, right? Right. Good way of looking at it. And, you know, there's a lot of topics in regards to caring for ourselves. We've got all of our basic needs. And then there's a few others that, you know, I've kind of pushed into here that I think are important or at least noteworthy. And um, some of these topics we're going to be revisiting in the future sessions. And we have visited several of these in prior ones, but I just wanted to pull them together in this single topic and just discuss them that way. So, um, These things include physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social. I mean, there's a lot of different things that happen here. So let's just pick one, Brian, and and let's talk about it for a little bit. All right. Let's talk about physical first. Okay. Well, I mean, when I think about physical, you know, we have our basic necessities, uh, food, shelter, clothing. So let's talk about food, right? So how do you feel that you need to take care of yourself when it comes to food? Well, I take my vitamins. (laughs) You do take your vitamins. And I've been having know, a challenge with that personally. But. And I'll be honest, getting older, you kind of have to watch your diet because you find out pretty quick that the foods you're eating may not maintain you into your older years. So you find yourself with a need to adjust your diet to take care of yourself. Um, 
you know, I, I don't want to get into specifics because some of them are kind of gross, but you know, you're, you're going to eat to be healthy uh, one day. So you might as well start now. I think that's a really good point because you know, when I was younger, I really didn't care. I didn't think about it. I slept when I wanted to. I ate when I wanted to. I ate what I wanted to. And then as I got older, there were certain things that just caused issues. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time to really learn what my body needed. And, you know, I find that as we're, you know, becoming more mature, that physically, that those needs are shifting. And it's hard to stay in tune with that. But, you know, I mean, picking the right kind of foods is incredibly important getting the right types of fats in your diet and you know like eating at the right times and not you know starving yourself and right. those type things are, are really important that I stay on a constant consistent and I think everyone knows what a good diet is and what a bad diet is you yeah, just need to that. be aware of what you're eating and stay uh, stay on a good diet and you mentioned sleep. That's another thing. Well, especially. before we jump there, I think what we take in our bodies affects our overall state of mind. I mean, you know, if I'm putting garbage in my body, then I'm not really respecting my physical. And I think that's an important thing. And cleaning the food that we're going to eat or, you know, making sure that, you know, that mm -hmm. that's kind of, even if it's just a... Uh, a formality of the way that we wash our vegetables and that kind of thing. I think it's very important that we are focusing our intent on that and, you know, making sure that we're putting that energy into that. Right. And I would also include smoking and vaping and alcohol in those categories as well. Well, and keeping all those things in balance is definitely important. I agree completely. So, um, yeah, you had mentioned sleep. Did I? Didn't you? I did. <laughs> sleep is our body's way of you know taking time to heal itself so um and it's not only a physical thing it's a mental thing too especially again as you get older you need that sleep to stay sharp it's true well and and the healing aspect is very important there i mean a lot of times we don't really give ourselves the proper amount of time to recover whenever we catch a cold and that type thing we're just so quick to jump back into our regular routines and just start running again you know and mm -hmm. I think it's important that we respect that. And sleep is very important to me. I, I have a lot of, I have apnea, as you know, and I wear a CPAP and, you know, that requires its own maintenance. And if it doesn't, it affects my physical. It affects mine too. It does. Because <laughs> if I don't sleep, nobody's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that CPAP can be kind of noisy at times. It can be, especially with a, well, you know, it, it gets leaky. So let's just say that. But um, moving on from that topic, you know, taking care of ourselves sometimes requires that we physically get out and move. And that's not always easy. So let's talk about different ways that we've been able to incorporate exercise into our lives, Brian. Okay. So in the past, we've done yoga. We haven't been doing much of that lately, but... The yoga was great until my tendons started having yeah, all those issues, and, so but I loved yoga. That I was still, so good. Stretching is still important. And you like to take bike rides. You do that almost every day. We happen to live on a great bike trail, so it's awesome to be able to just jump on a bike and go. Yeah. If you don't live in Central Florida... I'm sorry about that. As far as the one thing I really do love is the train tracks that used to run across central Florida, they paved and they've turned them into bike paths and you can ride for a really long time and it's a very nice ride and it's pleasant. It goes through some really nice wooded areas. I've seen all kinds of animals and creatures. There's even an eagle 
an eagle's nest and and she's been roosting lately and it's been really nice to be able to just see something that majestic on a daily bike ride it's been pretty awesome and as far as exercise goes paul's really good at going to the gym once in a while i tag along but um not my thing generally i i am not a person to drive home in traffic and then get back in the car and go to the gym and paul works from home so it's easy for him to get in the car and well that's and that's the other thing you go to work and you have a very physically you know taxing job where you're walking you walk miles a day every day sometimes true. and i can sit literally wake up go and sit in the other room and work all day long and never really get out of my chair except to you know grab something to eat I need to get out and move. So the bike ride for me is like, it might seem like, yeah, I'm really killing it, but I'm not moving as much as I used to whenever I was more active and going into the office and those type things. And going to the gym is my way of getting to really, I need, and again, with, you know, becoming more mature, I need the muscle support for my skeletal system or I wind up in pain. Right. And I know that sounds crazy. Well, I don't know if we've really talked about that or if you're planning on talking about it, but um, next week, Paul's going in for another operation in his... On my spine. On his spine. And um, that affects exercise and taking care of yourself for him. Um, So we've been doing a lot getting out now, um, speaking of taking care of yourself and... uh, Hopefully in the future, we will be able to do that again pretty soon. Yeah, my amount of time that I can stand up is limited. Um, Before my last surgery, I can only stand up for about 15 minutes at a time. Now it's about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. So walking, although I enjoy walking, it gets really painful for more than about a mile. So, But I can get on a bike ride because I'm seated and I can ride for seven miles, no problem. And then I can get up and I can go to the gym because, you know, I'm, I'm standing and then sitting and standing and then sitting and different exercises and I, I do pretty well. But if I stay away from the gym for any length of time, I wind up in pain. So it it is something that I've had to learn to adjust in taking care of myself. Otherwise, I'm in this cycle of not being able to participate and do things that I would like to do. So, and and then that comes into, you know, we have a pool here. We have a pool here where we live, but we don't really utilize it, but we do enjoy swimming. It's and not exactly a, a lap pool, but no. more of a relaxation pool. It's more like dipping and then jump back in the sun. <laughs> Which we need when it's really, really hot. Yeah. The first time that I jumped in the, I was so excited to have a pool. We first moved here and I went, jumped in the pool and I had pink eye light in it within 24 hours. It was crazy. Community pools. Good, yeah. Good time. They're a wonderful thing. But anyway, um, let's move into clothing, right? So um, we live in sun in a very sunny state, and it's uh, the sun index here is really high, and they recommend people here go constantly to a dermatologist to keep them, you know, on your speed dial. But uh, and Brian does do that, um, and you know, proper protection from from sun is very important. Yeah, it's important for me. I've had a lot of things removed from the dermatologist. Had some pretty bad things removed. So keep an eye on that closely. And as far as like a, you know, like more of a emotional state or a psychological state of mind, you know, they say that, you know, the clothes make the man and, you know, to some aspect, maybe that's true, but you know, how we dress not only sets an impression to the rest of the world, but it can change how we feel about ourselves. Like if we're dressing sloppy, then we can actually feel sloppy. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking thoughty, <laughs> um, then, you know, maybe I'm going to 
be portraying that or, you know, is that really what I want to say about myself? And do I really care um, about myself when I'm saying that? And I'm not, I'm not dissing anybody. And I'm not saying that if you don't dress super nice that, because I don't, I mean, like I enjoy wearing, you know, <laughs> cut up shirts and, and jeans and stuff. And I'm not one to dress really nice all the time, but you're more about comfort. It is. I'm a very comfort driven person and, and my attire does reflect that. And, and sadly for me, we live in a state where that's the norm. Flip flops, t-shirts, shorts, 98% of the time. That, that's very true. You know, the Golden Girls shot, well, it was supposed to take place in Florida. They always dressed up and they were, you know, wearing layers of clothing and it was beautiful. And they lived in Miami and I was like, what sense does that make? How is this possible? And uh, They had a really good air conditioner. You know, well, <laughs> even when they were coming from outside, they looked great. And, you know, and it's just not that way in Florida. It's a, it's a very casual state as far as dress goes. Definitely. So I guess next thing in taking care of ourselves is, you know, shelter is a primary need, right? So with sheltering comes, you know, clutter and, and, you know, keeping things clean in some form of keeping it clean. We can like let our house get dirty enough that it can be harmful to us, right? I, I had a friend who had some, his AC got messed up during one of the storms in the, in the winter and he wound up getting black mold in his home. And I mean, that that's bad. I mean, he wound up basically in the hospital over it. I, I think that, you know, we need to be conscientious about our conditions that our home is in. And, you know, emotionally and, and psychologically, you know, my mom always said that her house wasn't, how she say? It wasn't pristine, but it was clean, mm -hmm. you know. Well, your mom, but it your was mom messy, also but said clean. you could clean any house with a fresh coat of paint or yes. something. Yes, and there's good. a lot of truth to that. You know, yeah. paint paint does kind of sterilize the walls. I mean, you're putting up a new shield of... It makes you feel, you know, clean and It really and does. Yeah. And, and, you know, what your place should be like a reflection of you in a lot of the way. And, and we put ourselves into that. And, and if you haven't... I went to my niece's home. She'd been living there for over a year and she'd never hung a single picture or anything on any of her walls. And I'm like, lady, what are you waiting for? I mean, um, make it habitable, make it yours. Comfortable. Right. I mean, you can patch a hole. If you put a nail in the, in the wall, you can always patch that later. But we always, when we move into a, a new house, we, um, spend half our budget on new lighting. Cause yeah. We don't understand how somebody can just put a light bulb in and call their lighting done. <laughs> and I can't, I have to have something that I can dim down because I, I just don't tolerate bright lights very well, personally. Yeah. And Brian likes them, you know, whenever, and I, I like them when I'm cleaning. I like them when I'm cooking, but other and, than that. And I, there's a lot to say about lighting for um, relaxation. You know, you definitely. can't come home and kick back and relax with, you know, uh, bright incandescent lights. You know, you need... You need some relaxation modes in your lighting look. True that. that so, that's part of being, you know, the mental thing, too, of being happy and healthy, right? Yeah, so let's talk more about mental, right? Okay. Okay, so the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, RuPaul and her famous statement, if we can't love ourselves, how the hell are you going to love somebody else, right? I, I think that it's very important that we take the time for ourselves that, I mean, we, I have, there's been a time in my life when I was so uncomfortable with who I was, that it was really difficult for me just to spend time 
alone mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah, that's something that is hard for people uh, sometimes growing up gay and stuff that other people I don't think understand. But in general, I think if you take, you know, a person that doesn't meditate and doesn't do that regularly and you tell them to sit in a room and with just their thoughts for 10 minutes, they really can't do it. Their mind goes all over the place. So without having to have like the stereo on and the TV on, on your phone. all these things to de, de, you know, distract you. Yeah. Um, I was challenged when I was in that state to take myself on a date, you know, go out and get myself a nice meal and enjoy it with just me. And then, uh, you know, like light a candle and take a bubble bath and just in, relax and just enjoy the moment. It took me a, a hot minute, you know, to really get the swing of, of what they were trying to portray to me. But I think that it's really important. And along with, you know, taking time for ourselves, just taking time appropriately between different things. So I think like balance is really important. So like even like between work and play itself, right? And we can play, play, play all the time and, and still be just as miserable as anything else. Or we can work, 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 work and defocus. Either of those can be ways that we just don't look at life. I'm so sorry. I keep hitting that mic, Brian. I know that. <laughs> Josh, you crazy. Um, Not at all. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. So um, I was just saying that it's important that we keep that balance between work and our personal time, personal life. In play and in regards to that sometimes keeping those segmented you know as far as like not letting those bleed over to each other can be very important as well finding the right balance there as far as you know how much of my personal life is appropriate to bring into my work and whose business is it anyway like you know the whole pearls before swine sometimes you can bring things in and, and they mean something to you and you're talking about topics that are important to you to people who couldn't give a crap. And it's like, why would we put ourselves in that scenario? Pearls before what? Swine. What does that mean? It means that a pig can't appreciate a pearl. Pearls before swine. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That clearly is a Southern thing that I had never. Oh, I thought that that was a very. <laughs> never heard that before. We always, every now and then we run into these where I'll say something and Brian doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. And then he's got a few dingers himself. So, yeah, but, you know, and as far as balance, like creativity to technical, right? So being right-sided of our brain or left-sided of our brain, like, you know, being able to find that that commonality between the two. And it's good to exercise both sides of your brain. Yeah. And but like Paul and I being Pisces and being creative and whatever whatever else we are that makes us that way. <laughs> we, we we really need that creativity. A good day in our house is Paul working on his creative projects, my work mine work me working on mine and then us sharing those projects and, you know, putting our own uh, spin on things and looking at it and giving advice and you know how does this make you feel what do you like this what is what's better this or this you know and we're always making things and doing creative stuff so um that's important to us very much so absolutely and and i kind of touched on this just a moment ago but one of the notes i have here is protecting your state of mind and and this is what i mean by that um well, pearls before swine right like if if oh, i yeah. have come to the point where i can appreciate something I don't, I, where is the gain in putting that in front of someone who can't appreciate, you know, the journey that I'm on or the stuff that I'm going through, or even 
it's taken me a long time to get to a point of being content with things. Like a lot of my youth, I spent chasing after rainbow, after rainbow, after rainbow, looking for whatever was going to like make me happy. And I, as soon as I obtained it, I was already looking for the next thing. I have a place of peace today. And a lot of that has come from having to take people out of my life. And like, why would I allow someone who is going to be detrimental to my current mm-hmm. happiness well, take that from me? Who who were you trying to make happy, yourself or other people? And see, I think that is a lesson that we each have to learn for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's very important. And sometimes that the best way to determine that is through meditation, right? Yeah. I think meditation is very important in finding that mental, that mental balance and that mental, you know, peace that, mm-hmm. you know, and we're all talking, I mean, this is gay peace, right? So when we're talking about peace with ourselves and, and like finding that, and I'll be real honest, meditation was hard for me when I started and I started with a three minute egg timer and, and I just tried to not think of anything and every time I would you know start to think of something and chase that I would just let it go and I would mm-hmm. just bring myself back to center and it, it, it takes practice like anything sure. else you can always start listening to our guided meditations on our gaypeace.com website and yeah I found those very helpful for myself even but you know I believe that we're worth investing in ourselves I, mm-hmm. I think it's worth the time that we take to be with ourselves and to you know, spend time dating ourselves and determining what is my favorite color, really? I mean, what is my favorite food? Why do I like this type of music? You know, and I can honestly say I like jazz and reggae and I like um, bluegrass, but I only like them live, right? But like, I, I really like them if they're live, but I do not like listening to live recordings. I don't like listening to those with live recordings at all. I just, I don't. <laughs> you know, and there's some days that I'm into uh, songs with lyrics, and there's other days where I need just in, instrumental music because my head already has enough information, words, and thoughts. I just want something to play in the background so that I don't have to think as much. You know, that's really good point right there. I um, used to listen to Insane Clown Posse, and hey, I, I loved it. It was great. But... I did some really, um, <laughs> I messed up really bad at work because I was listening and I had this effort attitude <laughs> and I hit this button and I deleted about 11 terabyte of data uh, and it was not a good thing. So, um, the, I find that, you know, insane clown posse made me do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to post that. It, you know, I'm not, my boss made me write an essay as to what occurred and that was not one of the things I put in there, <laughs> but I'm just saying that, um, we do have tapes that we play in our head that are probably not very positive and we need to identify those so that we can break those tapes and we can replace it with something that's more loving. I know all about that stuff. And when we're listening to music, we need to ensure because it's playing in our head and it's being absorbed and we're processing that whether we're listening directly to it or not. Mm -hmm. It it could be just subliminally posting in there. Mm -hmm. Is this something that's loving that is, you know, going to be something good for me? Or is this just something, I mean, am I basically just distracting myself? Is this putting good stuff in? Because, you know, in in computing, they say garbage in, garbage out, right? And that's kind of what I'm talking about, too, in protecting your state of mind. Mm -hmm. That goes back to that. And I think mentally, and did you have something you wanted to say? Mm -mm. 
I would also say mentally, I think it's really important for me to have that intention that I'm going to have a good day today. And I've said this in many podcasts. It's it's very important to me because if I don't wake up and make that intention in the morning, I'm just kind of at the whims of whatever occurs during my day as, to far, as far as how it's going to play out and occur. And I can take everything very personally. You know, that's that's a really good thing to do. And I found for myself that that sometimes only lasts 10 minutes. It might last all day, but sometimes it doesn't. And I need to have that restart button too. So I kind of make that decision again later on in the day, remind myself to have a good day, whether it's a moment of meditation or whatever, just refocusing and getting back on track. You know, you always want to, you know, keep that in your conscious thought that you're going to have a good day. And then spiritually, I think, you know, as far as spiritually playing into this, taking care of ourselves. I think that I know for me, I'm not going to say I think, I know for me that turning, tuning into the energy of life itself, whatever that may mean to you, um, whatever deity or you know, respect or providence makes you sleep well and, and gives you that peace, I think it's important that we take a moment to align with that process or that feeling, emotion, you know, that in taking care of that. And I don't want to go a lot into spiritual spirituality today at all because we've had podcasts in regards to that. And I don't want everyone to think we're bent on spirituality, but it is, for me, it has been a major lever in getting to a place of peace. Yeah, I think a lot of gay people are kind of scared of spirituality because a lot of us have had bad bad experiences with that. I was incredibly resentful towards everything, you know. Yeah, so you don't have to be religious to have a spirituality side, and I didn't know that at one point in my life. Yes. When I relearned spirituality and, you know, and it comes from inside, you know, it comes internally, and I didn't know that. I just had to rediscover it, and now I'm not so scared of spirituality. Now, there, I have a, a section here called Removing Impediments, and what I was talking about here is basically that protecting your state of mind. It, it, protecting yourself and your state of mind is, is what I'm talking about here. And some in my life, I have found that there have been times when I needed to get rid of a relationship that I had in my life. I needed to distance myself physically sometimes or just you know emotionally from a situation that I was being pulled into that had nothing to do with me it had nothing to do with my path and it and it wasn't being mean it's just that I felt I was being used and you know it wasn't it wasn't healthy for me and it wasn't positive and I felt it to be damaging and it's it's not just romantic relationships it's all kinds of relationships friendships sexual relationships whatever but sometimes it's hard to recognize the fact that that relationship is unhealthy for you we really have to do some soul searching to come to the conclusion that we would be better off moving on absolutely and it's it's also you know um jobs careers oh definitely i mean i've switched careers several times in my life and each time I got a little closer to what I really wanted and I am finally at a place where I really do enjoy what I'm doing and it's, you know, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm content. I am content with what I do. And I think that's very important. You know, sometimes, you know, and, and I, what was the movie? It was, uh, 
Yeah. Harvey Milk. <laughs> oh, Harvey Milk. And he told the guy that called him, you know, like, I'm in this scenario in this place. And, well, what do I do? And he said, move. Move to somewhere where you're more accept. That's more accepting. Basically, go to a big city is what he told him at the time. And there's a lot more big cities than there were back then right. as far as that way of thinking. And, you know, I grew up in a place that was dangerous. And it was, you know, my, I remember my dad telling me, son, you need to, like, move far away, you know, for your, you know, for yourself. And I think he was worried about my safety, honestly. And, um, and, and actually because I, me being there, people would, it, it's, there's a lot there. Okay. So <laughs> we're just going to say there's a lot there. So Harvey Milk more than just a movie, you know. Or- and all I'm trying to say here is that sometimes we're physically located in places where being who we are is not healthy for us. And it may be something that you need to consider if you're in that scenario. And I'm not talking about running away from your life. I'm not talking about running away from who you are because everywhere you go, there you are. And when you, whenever you get there and you look in a mirror, you're still going to be there. So if you're running from yourself, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if you're in a scenario that is not healthy and it's not in a, a place that is not somewhere that's going to be supportive, it may be worth it to pick up your roots and try and plant into a better garden. So, you know, that was one of my survival techniques, moving away, putting distance between me. But I did find myself that I I became a little bit socially isolated. Uh. And I'm not sure that's a great place to be. You know, there needs to be a balance. Oh, yeah, definitely. And taking care of ourselves, it's, it's important to realize that, you know, and I am, I did say, take some time to yourself. I'm not talking about cut everybody yeah. up. I have a friend that has been isolating a lot and I worry a lot for him and his well being. We're okay. When, when you talk about life there, there's like, you know, there's animal, there's plant and there's in between. Right. And we're definitely animal in the classification and technically in that classification, we're pack animals and we do need, you know, interaction with other people, it, we, we get depressed and it affects us emotionally and mentally. And there's a lot of challenges there. And sometimes we're not in a scenario where we can help that, but it's not good for us to stay isolated because if, if your thinking gets you in that point, then maybe it's your thinking, you're thinking that you need some other input on. Sometimes our thinking can be so whacked and we can fall victim to that. And I know that as a recovering addict, I have been in that scenario before. So I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes it's good to get an outside opinion and an outside input. Absolutely. But we're going to continue to take care of ourselves today. And we're going to go out and do some other stuff. Um, Maybe ride Tron or something like that. Um, But anyway... Thank you all for joining us. We really are grateful that you're here on our path. And if we can ever like bring up a topic that you might find helpful, please don't hesitate to hit us up on Gay Peace. Yeah, reach out to us. Um, and remember, take care of yourself. And peace out, everybody. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.